So let's talk about where Canada is. Well, we're back. We are back, all right. Back to the end of the line. Literally. Remember when our Prime Minister proudly, boastfully, arrogantly under the sunny day, sunny day of that of that inauguration, you know, he announced Canada's back as if as if somehow we had gone the way of the dodo bird. Sunny ways, my friends. Sunny ways. Sunny ways. Yeah, not so much. So that was then. This is now, and we are back, and not in a good way. So we have uh, been managed to be sidelined on a trade agreement that our country almost single-handedly created. Um, And according to Christian Freeland, who's been shut out of these talks, is now on a plane racing to the U.S. from Europe to resume talks. But her office issued a statement saying Canada is encouraged by the continued optimism shown by her partners. Huh? What is she talking about? What optimism? She says Canada won't sign a deal that is not good for the middle class. Uh Uh-huh. So now we're getting picky, getting a virtue signal on this thing. I'm not sure that this is a good moment to do that. And then the very last line, Canada's signature is required. Is she kidding? Really? Because that, that was an actual sentence. And I'm not so sure Canada's signature is required. And I don't think we're in a position to be making demands. How can someone feel so optimistic about completely being shut out of a trade deal. And I'm going to let you listen to Mr. Trump's tone. How, how encouraged are you when you hear this? Canada will start negotiations uh, shortly. I'll be uh, calling the prime minister very soon and we'll start negotiation. And if they'd like to negotiate fairly, we'll, uh, we'll do that. You know, they have uh, tariffs of almost 300 percent on some of our dairy products. So we can't have that. We're not going to stand for that. Mm-hmm. All right, so Canada's got until Friday to sign or Mr. Trump's ready to rename this deal the U.S.-Mexico deal. Sunny ways, my friends. Isn't that Sunny funny? ways. Yeah. And we are the odd man out of a deal I think should have been ours to decide, and yet we have been passed by a third-world country that our government decided to align itself. And then they took off. Like, it's crazy to me. Let's bring in someone who uh, I instantly thought of when I heard this news, because she's my go-to on trade stuff, but naturally she's busy dealing with trade stuff, but she did manage to find some time. Cindy Togham Cherniak is a trade lawyer and has been busy all day, but she has time for me tonight. Great to have you. Hi, Alex. How are you? Well, not as busy as you. Has uh, <laughs> Did today throw you for a loop? I was busy working on other things today, mm. and, and when I had a moment, I listened to what Mr. Trump was saying. What do you make of that? Wow. Um, Canada is going to have a difficult week in a few weeks, I think. So you're not, you're not as optimistic as Ms. Christian Freeland? I am not as optimistic as our government is on this. Why? No. Why? Yeah. Because I think that... Trump is going to play hardball, and he's made it very clear in his announcement today that uh, we have to uh, move on supply management. Now, we don't have to do away with supply management. It's not what Maxime Bernier is talking about. What we need to do is to give the Americans a greater piece of the pie. 
So we don't do away with supply management. We still want to keep the Europeans out of our dairy market. We still want to keep the New Zealanders and Australia. Mm -hmm. The U.S. wants greater access. This is all about managed trade and the U.S. managing to get more. Right. Okay, so we know that that Mr. Trudeau is not going to give up dairy. It's just too valuable of a of a vote for support. And, and and in fairness, Andrew Shear of the conservative side, he too is pandering to this vote. And and I can't imagine. But I mean, he's not the prime minister, so that it's not his choice to make. But I would be equally as pissed off at Mr. Bernier or Mr. Shear if he were in charge if they didn't take dairy off the table and put the whole country at risk for that, for political gain. But I don't think that Mr. Trump is going to let dairy stay off the table. And it doesn't, again, but we're not doing away with supply management. It's all about giving the Americans more access. And we were willing to do that in the Trans-Pacific Partnership Agreement. So it's not like we haven't put that agreement on the table before. We have to put that on the table again because Mr. Trump needs to take that to the dairy farmers in Wisconsin for the midterms. Right. So where do you see this going then? Because clearly Mr. Trump was not bluffing or bloviating or anything else he does when he said he wanted bilateral deals because he has now signed one with Mexico, which I guess woke up and said, see ya, Canada, we're here on your own. Well, I think that it's more leverage to get Canada to come to the table get rid of the progressive trade agenda that we started out with, and let's talk turkey. Poultry's on the table as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have to talk dairy. We have to talk eggs. We have to tr- talk poultry. We have to talk about beef and pork and um, country of origin labeling. We have to talk about uh, higher de minimis thresholds, which Canadians will love. Um, a de minimis threshold is we're only allowed to bring in a certain amount if we engage in cross-border shopping. President Trump wants it to increase to $800. Maybe there's a, a middle point, but he wants it to be that Canadians can come over and shop in the U.S. and benefit U.S. retailers sure. and bring our, our goodies back home with us and not have to pay duties. So what do or, you s- or GTHST. Yeah. Okay. And so where do you see this going? You know, Miss Freeland is going over to the United States, probably ripping every strand of hair out of her head right now. Um, but there's no question they have not been at the table. We've been sidelined on this thing. And we've got now till Friday to sign. So how does this then play out? Do we have to have a signature on paper by Friday and everything or everything changes? Or how, how long do you see this going on? I think it'll go past Friday. However, I think there is a list of demands. Um, and we have to be willing to grant serious concessions at this week's meeting to okay. continue our discussions into next week. Uh, but it is going to be a long few weeks. I don't think it's going to be one week. And I think that we're going to hear a fair bit from President Trump because one of his goals, in, in my view, is to make our, our government look bad. So he wants. It doesn't take much. It <laughs> does not take that. much. Well, it doesn't take much. I mean, I mean here at home, the policy issues and, 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 you know, other things are piling up for the Trudeau government. Um, this has become a political battle. Uh, you know, this has become a game of can I get support in the polls by fighting Trump? That might look good, but I'm not sure it works, uh, you know, at the end of the day for the pocketbooks of Canadians because we could really hurt uh, if Mr. Trump decides to say, hey, tariffs are going in on your autos. And you're absolutely right. This is not a time to play politics. This is a time to focus in on the economics of the deal. 
and uh, we've, you know, the Canadian uh, government and, and various ministers have been going to the United States, making trips and talking to people. That has upset President Trump, and President Trump is, is basically saying back, listen, I can put out a few tweets and make you guys look bad. Stop with the, uh, you know, going behind my back, deal with me, and give me what I'm asking for. Yeah, and, and I think that that's the approach that he's he's going to take, and I think that he's going to um, take advantage of every opportunity to um, make the Canadian Liberal government um, look bad. Yeah, over the next few weeks, and, and he's going to cause Canadians to sweat a little bit, so that Canadians tell the government negotiate fairly. You know, uh, don't put the auto industry at risk. Don't put these other industries at risk. Um, you you need to to um, grant some concessions. Yeah, one of our uh, reporters in uh, Ottawa, Mercedes Stevenson, uh, is reporting tonight that the president apparently, according to her sources, was furious over a speech uh, Ms. Freeland had s- delivered in D.C. just after the G7 meeting where she had won an award. And, um, you know, sh- she made it known, uh, her feelings about NAFTA, et cetera, and, and took in some, I think, uh, veiled shots at the president. He was not happy. And so she and she she's not liked by the the team negotiating this deal. Um, but I will be speaking with Jerry Dias in a little bit. And, and in conversations with him, he's actually fairly optimistic today. Well, he should be optimistic about what Mexico has negotiated because uh, it makes it so jobs will not leave Canada and go to Mexico, the auto jobs. Yeah. Uh, so that that is a good thing. But the U.S. and Mexico have the deal. It may very well be that... President Trump's going to say, you know what, I'm going to put tariffs on Canadian autos. If you don't sign the deal, I want you to sign. Yeah. And, you know, he is not going to back off on the uh, supply management, and in particular dairy. He, he said dairy today, and it's going to be yeah. milk and cheese and poultry and eggs, pork and, and beef are going to be some very serious uh, topics yeah. that will be uh, in the news for the next week. Well, Cindy, keep your schedule clear for uh, my show anyway, because I'll be uh, coming back to you over and over and over again for your expertise. I'm really happy you could join us uh, and give us uh, a bit of in-depth, um, you know, the the background of, of what we're looking at. So I appreciate that. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. That is Cindy Togham-Cherniax here on Point. I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.